Welcome to the Excel in Retirement Show, where financial planning becomes understandable. Your host, David C. Treese, is a licensed financial advisor who specializes in retirement income planning. David's desire for each of his clients is to have financial confidence, protection, and growth. We believe this is achievable with the right plan in place. Together, we'll build a plan specific to your financial goals. We work with clients from all over, and we'd love to connect with you. Go to clientsexcel.com to connect with us. If you'd like to speak with us, call our office at 864-641-7955. Thanks for listening. Now to the show. Hello and welcome back to episode 102 of the Excel in Retirement show. I appreciate you listening. We are honored that you would take a few minutes to listen to our show. Last week, I told you about Doug, Doug Yates, that joined our team recently. And he is going to be joining me on the podcast today, here in a minute or so. Uh, Previously, in the last 101 episodes, it's just been me primarily talking. I think two of those episodes we've had a guest, but primarily just me talking about different topics. But we're going to try something new and try to make it a little bit more conversational. So, Doug, say hello. Hey, how's it going? And, Doug, tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from and where you went to school and stuff like that. Ooh, starting with the hard questions. <laughs> um, uh, well, I'm, event- I'm originally from Florida. Uh, moved here, I think it was uh, 2005. So I didn't I wasn't there too long uh, to finish out my schooling. Uh, moved up here to the upstate in South Carolina to uh, uh, go to college at USC Upstate. I was a theater major. I have a, my theater degree there. Uh, after that, uh, moved around to a couple different jobs, and I found myself landing here with you as your uh, executive assistant, helping you run administration and just learning the business. Great, great. So Doug is currently not licensed as a financial advisor, but maybe that's in the cards for later. And so we will uh, cross that bridge later. But Doug, I appreciate you being on here and being with me. Did you have a question or two that you were thinking about asking today? I did. I did. Let's see here. Yeah. Um, as I pull out my notepad of questions. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we prepare around here. We like to be prepared. <laughs> All right. So the big question I have for you today that I'm sure your listeners would love to hear is, when can we retire? Wow, that's a pretty broad question, and there's a lot that goes into that as far as thinking, and that's a good question. And I think a lot of people start thinking that from my observation when they get in their 50s or maybe even late 40s. I don't know. You know, the pandemic uh, created a situation where more and more people are asking that at younger ages than I've seen in my decade in this business. And so that's interesting, too. Um, You know, it really comes down to a number of things. But what we look at is what you have saved for retirement, number one. And then we're going to look at what you can draw off of Social Security. If it's at all possible, it would be advantageous for most people to at least wait until they're in their 60s because we've been paying into Social Security for so many years, ever since we started working. And so so Social Security and that guaranteed income that the government is giving us uh, can go a long ways in making sure that we don't run out of our money when we're using it to supplement. And so figuring that out is the number one key. Does that help you, Doug, or does that answer the question? I think it does. So you're saying wait until you're around uh, the age of 60 before really even considering retirement? Yeah. Here's the the challenge. 
Um, you know, most people are not independently wealthy and and don't necessarily have uh, a big trust fund. If I'm that's sure you, if that's you, <laughs> that's great. And, and maybe that's a different situation. But everybody's a little bit different. And here's the challenge: um, Tom Hegna, an economist, he says that longevity is a risk multiplier. And so, what we mean by that is, if somebody retired at 50, let's say, let's say they they had several million dollars and they were ready to retire. You've got the possibility of living in well into your 90s, maybe even 100 years old with medical advancements. And so that's half of your life that you would be retired. And so that is challenging to plan for. Just think about all the unknown things that have happened in your life uh, so far. And in my life, I can think of there's going to be more things that are unknown that happen to us, whether that's circumstances with the economy or health or family dynamics shifting and so forth. And so that's a really uh, challenge to plan for a really young retirement. But, uh, you so know, essentially yeah. what you're saying is there's a lot more risk involved yes. the um, earlier you choose to retire. Right. And I would say even if you have a, a, a good nest egg, there's still a lot of risk with that because we're seeing the risk that we haven't dealt with in 40 years right now with inflation being so high. And so we don't know what that could do in the future. Um, clients all the time. I was talking to a guy yesterday talking about his 18% mortgage he had on his first house in the 80s and so forth. And so that could wreak havoc to anyone's retirement aspirations and their plans. And so the way that we can insulate ourselves against those things is to have some kind of productive work going on, essentially. And we would be benefited from, from, a, from a financial standpoint by being productive in that capacity. And that's not necessarily the news that a lot of people <laughs> necessarily want to hear, but right, that's, right. The, that's the truth as, as in my professional opinion. Well, when it comes to retiring young, yes. I, I'd say that I think it's more about people wanting to have that security uh, to do whatever they want yes. um, while still be able to take in an income. Uh, so is there a good way to do that and still structure around that while still being able to work, but more so not having to worry about doing a job you hate, but right. more so about a job that you would like? Right. Well, it, it's my firm philosophy that life is too short to work a job that we hate. <laughs> Number one, <laughs> you know, the, the Depression era folks, my grandparents grew up in the Depression. I spent a lot of time with them as a child. And having a job was commendable. It didn't matter what the job was. My grandfather thought it was a commendable thing to have a job. And when I was 15, I went to work at a seafood restaurant and just wanted a job working in the kitchen in a, in a very greasy kitchen. <laughs> the floor was very greasy. And, uh, but that, that, that's just one thing. But in today's world, um, I, you know, I believe that we, should try to make ourselves happy in some capacity there, but I'm, I'm getting off track with your question, I think. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> the, you're, you're, you're doing a really good job at answering it, actually. The, 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 the goal, though, with anything is to become, to get to a point where you don't necessarily have to make income to uh, live. So you've got maybe investments, and, and that would be a great thing. I have some, some friends and, and, uh, that, were very successful in real estate and they are uh, Christian guys and, and they are very passionate about uh, 
different uh, Christian beliefs, uh, whether it be abortion and, and pro-life movements and stuff like that. So they're often traveling around the country um, and they don't require to be paid for these events, but they're able to do that because they were very successful in real estate. So it allowed them at a very young age to be able to get to a spot where they could they could go minister to other people and help other people and promote the things that they're passionate about. That's a, that's a great thing if we can do that. And hopefully at some point, most of us, if we're being productive, and and good stewards with our money. And I believe if you're probably listening to the show, you're in that category of person. So I'll just, uh, or that category of uh, type of person. And so it might not be when we're young, but maybe when we're in our 70s or 60s or sometime in the future, we have made enough money where that we can go visit the grandkids or go on those aspirational trips. And we know that we have our income taken care of. But social security and optimizing social security is the first step to making your money last as long as possible. Many financial advisors are not talking about Social Security with folks, and that can be the difference of fifty, hundred. I've seen two hundred thousand dollars of difference between when someone claims. So if we can make it to sixty, Doug, into our sixties, mid sixties or so, and get to a point where we can draw Social Security and have that, and then figure out what we need to do to supplement Social Security income in retirement, that could go a long ways to making sure that you don't run out of money in retirement. Wow. Yeah. So essentially, what I'm getting is that. That's the key. That's the goal is the ability to pursue the things we are passionate about and be secure in that. Yes. Yes. And and that really shifts and it evolves as we age. If we have 10 years before retirement, uh, then we might have time to recover from a dramatic market loss. But if we have five years or four years or three years before retirement, we probably shouldn't be taking quite as much risk with our money. And we should be dialing it down and figuring out how to create an income and distribution plan is the, is the game, uh, the game shifts in retirement from accumulation to income and distribution. Wow. Yeah. That that was good. (laughs) Yeah. Good. Good. (laughs) All right. What else you got for me, Doug? Uh, well, I think we have time for just one more question and, uh, this one's the hard one. Okay. So get ready. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. (laughs) When would you like to retire? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I enjoy working, thankfully, and I enjoy working, and I don't think that I would be a very good person to stay at home. <laughs> I don't think my wife would like me very much. Um, you know, I envision myself working at least until late 60s, maybe early 70s. I don't uh, have any plans to retire early. I like um, being productive and helping people. And if we start looking at our profession as a Christian, as we start at, at speaking as a Christian, if we look at our, our jobs as though it's our ministry and how we can help people better themselves, um, sometimes that can empower us to continue working at, at longer and get more uh, fulfillment out of it. And so that's kind of what we try to do or the way that I think about it is like think about the people that you can help. And the longer you work, um, the the more people you can help, essentially. So that's a that's an encouraging way that I try to look at it, and and so forth. But you know, part of part of uh, 
business and and work in general, though, is there are things that will inevitably come up that we cannot plan for. And so that is how I feel at 38 years old today. But I don't know how I'll feel at 68 or 48 or 58. And here's the thing. I, I say these things. But I have not worked for 40 years like some of our listeners may have or 30 years in a profession. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's a good thing to work, I think. And I think from a biblical standpoint, that's uh, uh, appropriate and being productive and having some kind of ministry there uh, and, and how we approach that is great. And so. All that to say is, is, is I don't foresee myself retiring early. I don't want to do that. Um, but, you know, again, that could change in the future. And, and we don't know. There's all kinds of circumstances that we're not aware of at this time. So you're in it for the long haul, essentially. <laughs> yeah, I, I would like to be. I would like to be. When would you like to retire, Doug? Oh, um, tomorrow. No, tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but no, that, that, that's great to hear. Uh, I mean, especially for your clients, that's that's fantastic to hear for them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're gonna be here. That's 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 another thing too. And and I don't know the stats off the top of my head, but the average age of a financial advisor is much older than 38. And so uh, <laughs> when when folks work with us, oftentimes they won't have to worry about finding another advisor, Lord willing. And so uh, I, I uh, plan to keep working. So that's good. But yeah, I appreciate this. This was fun. And I'm glad you were able to do that. Uh, Any last thoughts for the folks listening? (laughs) Put me on the spot, man. Put you on the spot. We'll be back next week. We'll try this again next week. And uh, I appreciate you listening. And it was good having Doug here. If you ever have any questions or would like to contact us, you can reach us at our office by calling 864-641-7955. Or you can email us at connect at clientsexcel.com. And that information will be in the show notes below. Hope you have a great day, and we'll see you next time. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Clients Excel are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including potential loss of principal. Any reference to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the insuring carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It's not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet particular needs of an individual situation. Clients XL is not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Clients XL. The use of logos and or trademarks of podcast hosting sites are the property of their respective owners and are not an endorsement by those owners of our firm or our program.